2: forget last minute gift ideas and shopping sprees because there's still late season whitetails to be tagged so with barely any help from jim and trav and a lot from industry pros today's revolution is going to be a last chance effort to tag out before it's too late and it's brought to you by zeiss at zeiss.com forward slash sports and now here's jim and trav
3: merry christmas everybody Michelle and I just wanted to take a moment today to send greetings from our family to yours. Uh, you
4: forgot to mention Jim and I Brock.
0: Oh, someone's being naughty, not nice.
4: Kind of our show. <laughs> It's awkward,
0: Jimmy. <laughs>
4: it's difficult, isn't it? <laughs> hey, anyways, Merry Christmas, you mighty outdoors men and women. And God bless you in this joyous time of year. That's right. We want to say Merry Christmas to all the fine young men and women uh, that are serving this country, protecting us. I need him. Firemen, police officers. Uh, the people at uh, Daylight Donuts. <laughs> I love everybody. God bless everybody. Merry Christmas. This is a great time of year, like you said, Jimmy. Uh, very fun and festive. But we are talking about uh, late season whitetail tactics on today's show. You know, instead of doing the old conventional leaving like cookies out for Santa, leave some venison, venison. in a Bud Light. Oh, yeah. you got It's kind of relaxing. Fills them up a bit. Gets them recharged. All those millions of other stops he has to make. And actually, when you consider the view that he has in the sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good one.
5: We'll look at some hindquarters there.
4: Alrighty, So in this week's Ram Power Block, Ram Power Block.
5: Hey, we're going to hear from our writer, Michael Shea. And he's going to talk about uh, canning a deer in your bathtub. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Plus warnings at 785-846-7647. It will be Gun Digest Editor-in-Chief, Doug Howlett. Game & Fish Magazine's
4: Jay Langston Brad Carter from Hunt Addicts and finally, the Tiffany Lakoski from The Crush. Plus, we're going to hear from old the uh, Marky Mark with the mailbag in just a second, but like uh, Jim said just a second ago, old Michael Shea, the outdoor rider, he is just now joining us in the Ram Power Block and he is an outdoor rider uh, for Field and & Stream and Outdoor Life and Outdoor Life. Uh, Michael, welcome to the show but, uh, I'm going to read this right off your article. But I, I digress for a moment I digress. Uh, it says uh, no garage, no problem can your next deer hide for less than 30 bucks in your own bathroom. That is never going to happen in your house or <laughs> no, mine. No, no, no. He uh, says, if I can do it inside of a fifth floor Manhattan Matchbox apartment, it can be done anywhere. I love this man's spirit.
5: He is forceful.
4: Now, I mean, this is a different thing. <laughs> it's something totally different to write about here, but can you actually tan a deer hide uh, in your bathroom, Michael?
6: Yeah, it's completely possible. Um, I. It didn't even really occur to me until I, I got a deer in eastern Connecticut, and yeah. I live in Manhattan, and I wanted to work on the hide. And uh-huh. so I, I brought it to the city and kind of made do, and it turned out to be, as you saw in the article, a, a pretty painless process with just a couple uh, uh, over-the-counter tanning agents.
5: Yeah, no no in the process, did you leave the hair
6: on the hide? I did, yeah. I was interested in making kind of a wall mount or a rug,
7: yeah, or yeah, like a throw uh, that you. I, I
6: left the 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 hair on, but you certainly don't have to. It's really easy to get the hair off. You just have to. Soak it in some fresh water for a day or two, and it comes right out.
4: Now, your neighbors had to think you were a freak. You're carrying a deer hide in your apartment, some plywood, some plastic containers, a lot of salt. Um, th- this looked a little strange, Michael.
6: Yeah, I was I was very covert about it. I didn't want the NYPD knocking on the door, like, yeah. wondering what all these bags
4: were for. Yeah, NCIS is right there. <laughs> all right, now b- before we go on with this, Michael, if we want to learn uh, more about you and possibly find uh some of your articles, where can we head to online to do that?
6: uh the best bet is probably if you check out my twitter account it's uh Michaelr at Michael arche, and I link all my stories that I do through there so you can find uh find anything right through twitter okay,
5: so now we have we have taken the hide off the deer and we got okay. this hide okay yeah, and now now what do we
7: do
6: uh the hardest step and most important step I think is fleshing it mm-hmm. so once you have the hide off, you really want to just scrape fat and scrape the skin, scrape the meat, and get it really as thin as you possibly can. You really want to get it to the point where almost you can see hair coming through on the other side.
7: Oh, wow. Um, Really?
6: And then once you have it real thin and trim, that's when you can kind of decide whether you want to store it or whether you want to start the tanning process right then and there
4: okay so let's say we're going to start the tanning process right then and there all right we, we somehow talked our girlfriend or a wife and let us use the bathroom for a couple days where do we begin how do we start this michael
6: uh the first step is salt mm-hmm. and um it's important to have a lot of it like about a pound of salt for every pound of hide oh wow um and then and then you just really rub it in there you really work it in and get the hide nice and uh and salted Mm -hmm. and then you um you basically let it sit and let that kind of cure on there and then after that you're going to go on and you're going to wet salt it so you basically scrape off the salt that's on there Mm -hmm. and then submerge it i did it in i had like a big laundry tub oh okay yeah um And submerged it in that uh, Mm -hmm. with salt water
4: okay so now we've done this salt bath okay we're kind of exfoliated we're looking good our hair is locked in um (laughs) we we, we probably want to rinse this off now it now we don't want to undo the process that we've just done so what do we want to use exactly michael uh to rinse this hide off
6: well the the hide itself uh should be fairly um fairly saturated with with the salt, so you can just rinse it um with with just fresh water, you know oh, really and, um at that point too, I got some uh dawn dish detergent mm-hmm. and soaked it up and got it all fairly uh fairly clean mm-hmm. um there's a there's a couple more steps kind of after you wash it mm-hmm. um that's when i uh I stretched it out, and I'm oh. sure you guys have seen the kind of traditional way where people tie rope through it and make almost like run a run as run it as if it's in the middle of a spider web on a stretching frame yeah well, all i did was i just stretched it on plywood because that's what i had by tacking it
7: oh okay. and then at that
6: point you're going to apply your tanning agent and i did i did about three coats of it it's the deer hunters trapper formula you can get it at a bass Pro or a Cabela's. Um. and then once that dries, you're exactly right it's it's like it's like a piece of plywood itself, and you have to start the the breaking process. Mm-hmm.
4: Now, how exactly did you do that?
6: Well, like I said, I was kind of going for something I could put on the wall or use as a rug, so I didn't take that too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically kind of worked it into the hand it with my hands, mm-hmm. just as I was doing other things, watching TV or in front of the computer, and kind of got it sort of malleable that way. Um, if you want to go for something real soft, like if you're trying to make like a throw, or if you're trying to make you make clothing um, or making buckskin, um, then you want to break it on a post, or even if you get like a really heavy piece of rope, you can kind of run the hide mm-hmm. over a piece of rope. That's um, cool. There's there's actually a great book on it. Gear um, skin into buckskin. Mm. that um, goes over all the various ways you can break it down. And that was really helpful to me as I kind of waded into this process.
5: Yeah. Now, this is not the same as taxidermists use when they pickle
7: a hide, right?
6: Uh, No, no. Um, As I understand it, um, taxidermists, most of them send it out to a commercial tannery Uh where they use a process called chrome tanning,
7: Mm. which
6: is, um, is much more chemically intensive and is probably not something... You want to do in your house.
7: Oh. Hey, it comes back you could
5: put it on a bumper of a 56 Buick because that's
4: right, where I got the right. deer in the first place. Now this is so cool Michael. I, I think this is totally awesome especially a little unconventional the area you did this in. But uh, one more time we're coming up on an ad break buddy to find out more about you this whole process everything that you write for. Um, where can we find you online buddy?
6: Uh, you can check out my Twitter feed. It's at Michael R. Shea.
5: You bet. And of course, uh, we have a talk with Michael R. Shea, and he uh,
4: is a writer. For the uh, Field and Stream and Outdoor Life magazines. That's right. Two wonderful magazines. I highly recommend you checking them out. Uh, They have all sorts of cool stuff like this in their uh, magazines. Yeah. Uh, But, hey, we're The Revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks or RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings, that is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Cabela's. World's foremost out at Cabela's.com and and N-R-A-Blog at N-R-A-Blog.com. Mr. Michael man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Uh, This has been really fun, dude.
5: Yeah. Hey, thank you. Guys, it's been great opportunity. You bet. Hey, you're not going to believe this. Coming up next is
4: Gun Digest, new editor in chief, brand new Doug Howlett. He's so new, he squeaks. (laughs) Uh, But here's Mark with the mailbag.
2: Merry Christmas! And in today's Revolution Mailbag that's brought to you by Ram, Jim and Trav wanted to know who made the cut and who ended up on Santa's naughty list and why. So let's do this. The Revolution Mailbag. Candace Carey writes, Oh dear. I voted for Obama. Does anyone know if he leans left or right? Wilbur Beattie emails, Two years ago I ventured over to Russia and bagged a real nice reindeer bull. And I would dare to say it firmly cemented me on the fat man's naughty list for life. Kirby Howell won To know if he can buy preference points to hopefully one day get drawn for the nice list because he'll never get there on his own. (laughs) Join the club, Kirby. Monty Studer says that he'd been good all year up until yesterday when his inner Bob Costas accidentally slipped out and he got impatient and yelled at a Salvation Army bell ringer. Monty, it happens. It's all good. Abigail Mendoza writes, I've been telling my neighbor all year that it was the dog across the street that's been pottying and digging up his yard when, in fact, it's been mine. And finally, Landon Kanabi says, I'm not sure how religious Santa is. I've been intentionally late the past three weeks for church, and it's solely attributed to listening to your guy's show. Well, that does it for today's mailbag that's brought to you by Ram. And make sure you hit us up at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. So Merry Christmas and get outdoors, you pale freaks.
8: It's time to fight fire with steel, to advance truck technology, with the available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy, backed by a 5-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. The new Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy is Motor Trend's 2013 Truck of the Year. Learn more about Ram's pioneering technologies at RamTrucks.com.
2: Standard pickup class excludes hybrid models. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. See dealer for powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC.
0: High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com.
2: Federal Premium Ammunition introduces the most complete big-game bullet. The trophy-bonded tip bullet features flatter trajectories, improved accuracy, and bone-crushing performance. In the field, on the range,
5: every shot counts.
9: Then why don't you tell Santa what you want for Christmas? You're
0: listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav.
4: Question for you. What time does your barber open? About 5 in the morning. 5 in the morning? I have a mobile special for me. Uh, you just got a haircut. I, yes, I did. You look like a, a dog that's shedding. <laughs> I, I should have brought my Furminator.
7: Well, we, we <laughs> work, in the Furminator <laughs> Anyways, anyway,
4: work in the studio. I Furminator on you. Anyways, you work in a studio. What? Work in the studio, yeah, like 12, 14 hours
5: a day, and so you, you got to find somebody that opens early. 12, 14 hours a day? How come I only see you like maybe six hours a day? Because you're sleeping the rest of the
4: time. <laughs> anyways, you know, I'm I'm kind of depressed. I'm feeling crappy again. You know, I had a uh, food poisoning over the weekend. I thought you said foos, but I uh, you know I had food poisoning over the weekend. But right now, I just I feel totally depressed. And you know why? Uh, this article, whether or not in Outdoor Life, it's in the December uh, January 2013 Actually, It's a pretty issue. good article, but it, no, once you get into it, but it's terrible. <laughs> it, it, it paints a bleak outlook on hunting everything is gone you want to I take mean, up gardening doug howlett we're fixing to have him on he's definitely a glass is half empty uh, type <laughs> of guy you read the article what do you think about it well actually i said at the very beginning it uh, kind of paints a bleak outlook but then it gives
5: you some tips and tactics and strategies to be able to take some of those late
4: season whitetail bucks i didn't take it that way <laughs> no, anyways uh doug howlett who is re- the one that has the <laughs> like half full of glass <laughs> He wrote this article in Outdoor Life. It's called Weather or Not, and Doug is the editor-in-chief there at Gun Digest. Uh, Doug, welcome to the show, buddy.
10: Thank you. Thanks for having me on today.
4: Yeah, now, um, like you you, you pointed out here in your article, not everything is all doom and gloom, as we just said, but the weather patterns over the past couple of years have definitely made it harder on the animals when it comes to antler growth and reproduction, uh, thus making it harder to score big bucks. Isn't that right, buddy?
10: Yeah, well, that's the truth. But, uh, you know, really, I mean, you look at this season, Probably one of the craziest ones and, and even last year was pretty uh, wild for all the guys. it's oh, nuts! parts of the country that usually get snow. yeah um, there's very little snow across much of the usual areas that got that get it. and uh, then this past year of course we had you know a historic drought and uh, which also precipitated a lot of uh, hemorrhagic disease in a lot of the whitetails range. So you had a lot of areas. I know I was hunting in, uh, Nebraska a few weeks ago and they mm-hmm. estimate, uh, yeah, the guy, the outfitter there, <clears throat> excuse me, estimated that, uh, he probably lost about 50% of his bucks. Dang. Past really? Yeah. Which, you know, when you, you hear that, it's like, wow, you know, I mean, it, it just sounds so horrendous, but at the same time, uh, you know, in some ways that's nature's way of keeping things in balance. I mean, is as hunters, we always want you know just yeah. the woods to be full of deer.
7: Oh, of course! But, you know,
10: reality everything's going to move in cycles, and there's going to be good years and bad, and we just sort of have to roll with them and and adjust our tactics accordingly. Well, and, the uh,
7: the uh,
5: the thing is, know. Doug, at, at this time of the year, uh, we we went through the major portion of the rut, yeah, and so now the bigger bucks, I mean, they're they're laying up and feeding and to kind of replenish themselves. But you know, we we've all talked about. Uh, tree lines, and funnel areas, and so forth, but uh, what are some of the patterns that we can possibly yeah. uh, develop in this
4: time of the year? Like in your article, you, you have a whole bunch of different scenarios, like uh, set up between the dinner table and the bedroom. If I flip the page, uh, pull a river, uh, bottom ambush, turn the page again, beat the heat. I mean, I mean, th- there's a lot of different uh, things here. Why don't you kind of run through some of these real quick, uh, Doug?
10: Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. Well, you know, one of the things that we looked at there's two things those deer still have to do no matter what. They have to drink and they have to eat. And, uh, you know, they're not chasing those, You know, I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in the late rut. No. You know, I talk about that. I I've, I don't know. I've never seen anything impactful enough that would make me change my whole schedule. yeah But uh, one interesting thing, though, that, that I almost forgot to point out is um, probably the number one. Mm-hmm factor, and I was talking to Mark Drury about this and uh, researching this article, is he says weather is the number one thing that's going to trump everything. Yep. You know, whether it's in the rut, early season, and definitely in this late season, if you're sitting there and you see just this wicked Alberta clipper about to roll into <laughs> your area, <laughs> yeah, man, go beg that boss for a couple of days off and get out there. You know, ask the wife if you can push the chores off. Whatever you have to do, um, man, the front edge of those storms, and I like the front edge a lot better than the back edge. Yeah. To me, the, the front edge of them, man, you get there that day before that things rolling in, gear will be moving like
4: crazy that's right like like you said besides the weather there's nothing that you can really count on you know we, we talked to a guy a little bit ago he said you have the hunter's rut then you actually have the biological rut and they do not coincide with each other it's, a beho- <laughs> uh, it's just a bunch of crap that we've pretty much cooked up but uh, now you're the editor in chief there at gun brand new. digest yeah brand new he's brand spanking new he smells like a new car um yeah now uh, where can we find a gun digest online and find out more about you buddy
10: yeah, no. Um, uh, GunDigest dot com. It's that simple.
4: Real quick, I know we're coming up in an ad break. What is your uh, favorite firearm caliber when you're out deer hunting?
10: Man, I tell you what, I'm a wimpy old traditionalist. I still just like, uh, I think I've got like four thirty off sixes. In really.
7: <laughs> Yeah, and you
10: know what? You can't beat I can it really wear and get ammo. The ammo's so available. Yeah. If I'm hunting going out west, the gun still works. If I'm hunting here in the east, it's not too much gun.
5: I just picked up uh, the uh that Taurus Judge. That's
4: a fun gun. That's yeah. a beast, is what that is. That <laughs> thing's
5: awesome. Yeah, I think that's gonna be my new uh concealed carry. I well, I, I have a nineteen eleven, but uh, that's a little heavy. He's
4: not too much into the conceal, he's just <laughs> into the carry I used to carry carrying around his nineteen eleven. Yeah, I mean that's a big gun, you know. That's
10: a lot of gun in the hand, man, for sure. <laughs> but how about those
5: guys that shooting that fifty calibers?
10: Another one, yeah, the fifty calibers, and even the like go down and notch the four fifty four Casull. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. I don't know, dude. I. I just, that's just a <laughs> lot of gun, man. It's like holding your hand out and like somebody just hit you with a cricket bat.
4: <laughs> Why'd you buy that gun? <laughs> I hate myself.
10: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh I you know, there's—I I guess as, as men in general, there's plenty of guys that just always want to compensate and feel bigger.
4: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim it's just, either belt buckles or guns. Yeah, Jim just picked up a three seventy five Ruger. Ruger. Yeah. Oh, wow. See, I, I don't have to compensate. I just bought a two forty three. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's
10: right. I'm a twenty two man. Myself, but, uh, <laughs> I, I take
4: down elk with a twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I right, know. Yeah. Uh, one more time, Frank says we're coming up on an ad break to find out more about you. You are the editor in chief. Once he we want to say congratulations. Yeah, you bet. They're at Gun Digest. That is awesome. Um, now, we're, one more time, where, where can we find you guys online, buddy? GunDigest.com. It's that simple. Got to hop on, check them out. Great thing to read while on the toilet. <laughs> well, hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks. Or RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at H I M T N Jerky.com plus Cabela's world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Mr. Doug Hallett, man, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate you.
10: Hey, thanks for having me on today. Hi. Right.
4: Hey, coming up next, we got Jay Langson. He's a editor for Game and Fish magazine. I hope he's not as depressing as Doug. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jay's coming up next.
2: Hunters, stop climbing ladders and hunting out of boxes. Nature Blinds has created an extremely realistic tree you can comfortably hide inside at ground level, and they last forever. Learn more at natureblinds.com.
5: The Ruger SR22 is the do it all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field strip and reassemble. The Ruger SR22 shoots a broad variety of 22LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release.
8: Two options for grip. And a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR22, another American-made
5: product from Ruger. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their mini stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.capellas.com.
2: Field days at Carl Zeiss Sports Optics mean savings to you on all your favorite Zeiss binoculars, rangefinders, and rifle scopes. So visit a Zeiss authorized dealer today and through December. For details, log on to Zeiss.com forward slash sports and click to Field Days. Oh, oh, oh. Christmas, everybody. This
0: is The Revolution
2: with Jim
4: and Trav. Yeah, we're back uh, talking about uh, late-season whitetail tactics. Yeah, and
5: uh, boy, I tell you what, there's a lot of things that happen late in the season that normally don't happen in the beginning. You
4: summed that up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, Christmas, just a couple days away. So, uh, we're going to play a little clip. Jimmy, and you got to guess the movie. It's a All Christmas right. movie. You ready? All right. hi right. Frank! Frankie. Frankles, play it, buddy. I could have been one of the richest... Forbes, how could you do this to me? How could you let me give up on my dreams like this? Really, I want to know.
7: Who are you?
4: What movie was that, Jimmy? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a what? It's a wonderful life. Yeah. Come on. I'm so you've watched the movie so many times. It's one of your wife's I even know this, it's one of your wife's favorite Christmas movies. That was Nicholas Cage. Oh, Trapped in Paradise. Family Man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? That <laughs> was Family Man. Well he was in he was in Trapped in Paradise too. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Various things. Uh, anyways, we are talking about uh, late season deer tactics. And I just read a great little piece. It was actually written on uh, November 28th by uh, Jay Langston on uh, November 28th of last year. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it was just written. <laughs> it's not even dry yet. It was <laughs> just written. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, shows how current we are. Uh, Say seven, <laughs> seven late season deer tactics. Uh, great little piece. Uh, Jay, how's it going, buddy? Everything is going great this morning. Yeah. Now, now this is a a very interesting piece that you put out, and I really found it fascinating. And I found, Jimmy, I don't know what you think, but this time of year, people really just need to slow down and be cognizant uh, of what's going on around them and not necessarily just rush off into the woods. You know, Why, why are you looking at me like that? I'm agreeing with you. This is my agreeable look. (laughs) You also look constipated. Well, it's one of the same. (laughs) Listening to me makes your ears bleed. But no, I I really think that people, they need to switch up their tactics, don't do the same old stuff they've been doing uh, if they want to be successful and knock down a big buck this time of year,
8: Jay. Isn't that right? Absolutely. There's more components to late season hunting that are even mentioned in that article yeah editor at the time he only had so much space so i had to quit writing (laughs) (laughs)
4: left out the best pieces probably you know
8: (laughs) uh well late season hunting is highly variable Mm -hmm. and it really depends on what stage the whitetail is in in their physiological calendar Mm -hmm. that You've got to take a real close look at.
5: Okay. Now, you have a one and uh, one's tactic is hunt the back door. What do you mean by that?
8: Urban areas sometimes uh-huh. where it's legal to hunt. Yeah. You'll have pockets of, of brush and timber. I've got a, a, a close friend of a friend in Metro Atlanta who killed a, a Boone and Crockett buck with his bow on a 15-acre piece of ground that was just left fallow. When the housing market turned south really uh, here a couple of years ago, and he happened to be driving by on the way to work and saw this mega buck Mm -hmm. uh, standing with a doe out in that in that uh, fallow field, he called in to work, told him that uh, it was going to be a while before he he got in that morning. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like Trav. he just put the stalk on the, on the buck. The buck was concerned with the dough and he put the stalk on him and, and, uh, killed a, a really nice Boone and Crockett uh, non-typical.
4: That's amazing. Now, two things I, I thought were very interesting in your article. I'm glad you kind of paired them together. Only two. I thought the well, whole article, the whole article is interesting, Jimbo. Thank you for making <laughs> me look bad. But no, two things that kind of really stuck out in my mind is hunt between the truck and the tree. And right below that is. Go in after daylight. Now, those are two things that I that I think are so important. How many times do you, and you reference this perfectly in your article, everybody, they, they get to the, the spot, they park their truck, and then they just rush to the tree. Well, you know how many deer you jump out of there between your truck and the tree? A lot of the times is that big boy that you want to knock down. And if you go in in the dark, a lot of times... Uh, how many times have you heard that snort wheeze, and it's 545 in the morning, Uh, it's too dark to do anything, you've just wasted what could have been a successful morning, and I think sometimes, especially late season, we we just need to slow down, Jay, you know, take our time, and um, we get too antsy anymore, I think.
8: That's exactly right. Well, even in addition to that, one thing that I I have learned over the years is if I have a specific spot I want to hunt, mm-hmm. if on the way in near the stand I bump a deer and it smorts at me,
7: mm-hmm.
8: I'm done with yep. that area. Yeah, it has alerted every deer that's bedded <laughs> anywhere around there. Yep, that there's a problem. So I'll I'll back out. And and go hunt a different area,
5: yeah now is it possible to maybe use a cover call like maybe a a, a squirrel chirping or something like that uh, to kind of mask the idea of you walking in to uh to uh kind of put that deer at ease?
8: I have done that I don't know how effective it is sometimes when I'm walking, you know if it's later in the morning and the dew is dried, or let's say there was a hard frost mm-hmm. and Then as the sun comes up and it makes the leaf cover on the ground kind of moist, you can walk in and out real quietly on that. But then later on, after the wind's blown for a while and it dries the leaves out and it's like walking in a bowl of cornflakes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep a, I'll keep a turkey call in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Walk through things like that mm-hmm. and i'll pluck and yelp every once in a while
5: mm-hmm. well hey jay we're gonna have to leave it right there we've been talking with jay langston of course he has a new uh, uh actually a seven late season deer
4: tactics it's in game and fish magazine that's right now jay if we want to find out more about you possibly follow you on facebook uh read some of your writings where can we head to online to do that
8: tacticallife.com and there's a hyphen between tactical and life and then Game and Fish magazine. I uh, do quite a bit of writing for them.
4: Yeah, also you could just uh, hop on Google, type in uh, Jay Langston, a whole bunch of stuff is going to pop up. That's a pretty easy way to do it. But hey, we're The Revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks. RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Zeiss. That's Zeiss.com forward slash sports. But uh, hey, Jay, man, uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Great little piece. Uh, took a little while to develop. <laughs> uh, anyways, though, man. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the negatives. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it.
8: Enjoyed it. Good luck uh, filling your tag.
5: Hey, coming on this we got Brad Carter, and he has uh, got a FYI HuntAddicts.com. Uh, I have no f- idea what that was. An FYI?
4: <laughs> it's the FYI for the D-I-I. Uh, he's talking about do-it-yourself European D-I-Y. And <laughs> FYI. and <laughs>
2: Stay tuned. More late-season whitetail hunting tips coming up right after this on The Revolution.
10: Every weekend morning, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. Got them! Beginning every Saturday and Sunday
8: morning at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation, and if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here. But did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey? Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. Stay
2: invisible in the field. Rely on CamoForm to protect and conceal your gear and your gun. Flexible and reusable with no sticky residue. See all 14 popular patterns and find a dealer near you at CamoForm.us. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no! This is The
0: Revolution with Jim and Trav.
4: After extensive research, Jimmy, I I have not found one documented case where anyone, and I mean absolutely anybody, uh, has ever been run over by a reindeer. Have you checked (laughs) Lapland? We got run over by a reindeer! Was a deer driving something? How can get run over? Would it be trampled, trampled, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it would be trampled. But do you think if they put trampled in the Christmas song, I don't think it'd really be a Christmas song. People well, everybody'd hate reindeer. Then. Uh, it'd be kind of graphic. <laughs> what was Grandma doing in front of a reindeer? That's the probably biggest Trying to question. get a hold of Santa Claus. That man. He's got a lot of cool presents. Yeah, he's got a lot of facial hair too. He does. He's got a great beard. <laughs> he's got a great beard. Anyways, we you get are this tough. thing about beards and facial hair. I do. I love a man with good facial hair. Uh, we are talking about a late season whitetail hunting on today's show, and you know, uh, when it, anyone, when you go to harvest a trophy, let, let's say you bag that big old buck, everybody likes to showcase their trophy in a different way. Personally, I like European mounts. Now, back in the day, I like skin uh, mounts. Yeah, but and I thought, thought that they were neat. Now, yeah, it yeah.
5: I really comes. I, I 180 from where I was. When you take and and, and you see a, a caribou, which I did, of uh, in full velvet, and they they did a freeze dry process on the uh, on the uh, antlers, and then they bleached cool the skull they white, yeah. hanging on a on a plaque. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that that's as
4: nice as a skin mount, maybe even nicer. I think it's kind of nicer. Just uh really brings it, it to life. Just, Gives a little more personality. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't say anything but it strip just... away everything just the skull brings it to life there you <laughs> go no, i like it better that's what i like anyways our phone lines are open at 785-846-7647 right now uh, we're being joined by brad carter and he is with hunt addicts uh mr brad how's it going buddy hey good how are you guys doing hey not too bad now you've got this awesome article it's a do-it-yourself european mount and now brad i mean this is something that i have always wanted to do i think it is so cool the way it looks, but it, to be honest with you, I always found it a bit intimidating. I really didn't know where to start, and uh, you wrote a whole article about it in great detail on how to do this. Uh, so, kind of tell us how to do this, buddy.
1: I mean, I was in your same shoes starting out. I I did a lot of research online and kind of came up with this method. I've done it on a you know probably about a dozen heads now. It's worked really oh, wow. well for me. So,
4: like basic materials. Oh, we're gonna need necessities for doing this. Obviously, we need a deer head. Yeah, Um,
7: (laughs)
1: that's the
4: most expensive part. (laughs) Yeah, what? What else are we gonna need, buddy?
1: Uh, Honestly, the the hardest thing for me to come up with was a was a pot. (laughs) A big big enough
4: pot. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, I never thought of that. But I mean, you'd have what you'd need probably like a four five gallon pot.
1: Yeah, I've a uh, you know I've used a few different pots. One that's usually pretty available is is like a big canning pot. You can pick up yeah any any department store for about twenty bucks.
5: Okay, so you've got that, and uh, now what kind of a mixture you put in there?
1: Uh, you know, a lot of guys use a lot of different stuff. What I've used is, uh, you get a box of baking soda or or a sal soda. It's that that mm-hmm. cleaning soda. Yeah, fill up your pot full of water, throw that in there. I I usually use about a whole box. Okay, and, now, uh, now you've, you've
5: already skinned it, so all of the skin is off from it. The only thing left is a little uh, attaching cartilage and
4: stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, skin it out as good as you can. I mean, I know some guys don't skin their heads at all and throw them in, and it, it works, but it just takes a lot longer.
4: Okay, so we, we just took our head, we got it in our pot, we boiled it in our mixture our, our here. you boil them? it? Do you boil it? Is that
1: the you, idea? Yeah, you're trying to boil it, right? You don't want it to come to a full boil. Oh, okay. Just kind yeah, of yeah, over warm kind of simmer it just right under a right under a heavy boil
4: ah so we're sautéing i like that (laughs) all right so we're sautéing the head all right so now once we've done this where do we move to uh from there brad
1: uh well the biggest thing is just keep the temperature good and just leave it in there for an hour hour and a half oh wow uh just kind of let it you know simmer in there for a while like you're making a stew or something.
4: <laughs> there you go. You should have people over say you guys want to sample this. This is great. Yeah. It's right. wonderful. It, it's fully illustrated on your website. By the way, what is your website? Yeah, where can we find this article, buddy?
1: If you go to okay, you can just put a little search in there or or go over to the blog and scroll down. It's, it's called a Do-It-Yourself European Mount.
7: Oh,
4: okay. Okay, now, so basically, once we have uh, sautéed, simmered this head for a little bit, all that icky junk that we don't want on there is pretty much going to come off, correct?
1: Yeah, you pull that out of the water, mm-hmm. most of it's just going to fall right off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll pull it out, most of it will be left. If there's anything left in there, just kind of get some pliers or your knife tip and and pull out as much as you can Mhm. and you know if you need to put it back in that's great just until you've got you know almost everything off there might be uh a little bit of stuff left the fissures will be kind of dark the fissures in the skull yeah um and then the biggest thing after that is to start the degreasing process and the way that i found that's the fastest is to use an air compressor oh really
4: mm-hmm. and just blow her all off huh
1: right yeah so get a i feel usually fill a cooler up with hot water just as hot as my hands can stand Mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of dish
4: soap oh okay
1: throw that skull in there get your air compressor with with kind of the air hose attachment on the end yeah and just kind of covering the whole skull with that
4: yeah okay now once you've done all this i mean that skull isn't that brilliant beautiful white that you always see what do we do to get it to that
1: well, you got to go to the beauty supply store. <laughs> I'm I'm
4: there all the time, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, what do we get at the beauty supply store?
1: Well, you're going to want to get some peroxide mix. Oh. I like to use the gel, and then they, have, oh, they also have, like, a whitener solution. It's a powder. Mm-hmm. And if, if you look on my website, I've got a picture of it, and I've got details on exactly what I use.
7: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I use the the 40. It's kind of their, their more powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a cream and then the other stuff just called quick white. Uh, so I take both those products and I pour them into a bowl of some kind, little paint bucket, whatever. Mm hmm. Mix them together with a paintbrush. And then I take a cover of the whole skull with it.
7: Oh, okay.
1: And then and- make sure you pour it down into the nasal passages and into the, you know, just get good coverage everywhere. Mm hmm. Then I wrap it up with, uh, Saran wrap, plastic wrap.
4: Brad, this is such a cool deal, man! Uh, awesome website. I, I find it very fascinating. Everything you have on here, uh, it's really cool. Uh, we're actually coming up on an ad break, though, buddy. So one more time to find out more about your website. You got a blog on there, a whole bunch of really cool information. Uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Yep. It's huntaddicts.com. Yeah, you're also on Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. You bet. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Brad uh, Carter. And, of course, he has huntaddicts.com. That's right. Got to check him out. And check out this European skull, man. I mean, this is so cool. Easy to do. He laid it out right there. Um, if you're fast like Brad, you could do it four hours. If you're like Jim, you'll get halfway through it, and then uh, you'll, call, it a you'll call Brad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, plus Ruger at Ruger.com, and High mount Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com, plus NBC Sports Outdoors. That's NBCSports.com forward slash outdoors. Mr. Bradman, uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this info with us, buddy. It's been great. Good. Thanks a lot for having me. Friday.
5: Hey, you're not going to believe this. We have got Lee and Tiffany Lacoste coming up next. They're the purveyors of the crush. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right after this. All right, All right stick around.
2: Coming up, If you want to be part of the show, hit up Jim and Trav at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com.
10: When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips. With a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9-by-13-inch pan, I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. chef the way
0: to
3: cook outdoors. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. Hope you've all been nice, because then Santa will bring you lots and lots of presents. This
0: is The Revolution with Jim and Trav.
5: You're back on the air with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Trav, you know, we've been talking all uh, all day, all today, about uh, late season. You know,
4: and it is late season. We're talking about almost the end of December right now. What are we gonna do to get her buck? I just drooled on myself. I know that. I think I have a hole in my life. Anyways, right now we're talking with uh, Lee and Tiffany Lakoski, and they are with the crush. You know, I got I got I to gotta point this out real quickly. Um, Tiffany gets she gets a lot of attention. Okay, but I have to say, dude, you are a good looking guy. You are. I'm sorry. I agree you, with you on that. Yes, I. I it kind of it kind of missed me off a little bit. I mean, you get on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Everybody's always raving about Tiffany and everything like this. And, but and I we mean, do love you. We oh yeah, we do love you, Tiffany. But I mean, he's got he's got that Hollywood smile. You know that that Golden Boy look. I, I think it's a wonderful thing. Besides he's got dark hair, I, ju- I can say Golden Boy. Anyways, how you guys doing today? <laughs>
0: We're good too <laughs> funny. Well, I'm glad you guys like
4: me as much as I do. <laughs> you, we, we love both of you. Both of you guys are great. All right, so we're right here, uh, smack dab in the middle. This is late season Whitetail. This is the crunch time. Uh, to put Almost it, the crunch time. It, it, the, ooh, I like that. <laughs> to put everything together to culminate into that perfect hunt. Well, what little goodies do you guys have in your bag uh, to get the job done?
9: Well, I wish I knew tonight because nobody <laughs> saw uh, a big one. But, <laughs> you know, it's been Yeah, normally for us, late season is our best time.
7: Yeah.
9: Everybody talks about the rut and everything else, but really, if we're going to shoot a big one, it's going to be early, like the first week of October, right when it opens, or it's going to be late, and that's Mm -hmm. you know if we get cold weather, and not even necessarily doesn't even necessarily have to be cold weather because last year it never did get cold, Mm -hmm. but I still shot you know one of our biggest oldest bucks you know that we had on our farms, yeah, January third, and it would happen to be fifty or sixty degrees out that day. Oh. You know, you on the right side of the weather fronts, normally two days before, two days after the front, all those deer are up. So if you mm-hmm. got, a, you know, a food source, um, you know, that they're after, you know, you just catch them on right before those fronts or right after, you know, but like tonight, you know, we just got in and Jeff Foxworthy's down here hunting and my buddy. Tom's wife, Carrie, she's hunting, and Tiffany and I. Jim was
4: actually hunting with uh, George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, just, not to not to name drop here, we got pretty big. Fa- uh, well, with Bill like Clinton, I was looking for a hamburger place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you you actually you 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 brought up a great point. I, I I hate to beat a dead horse here, um, but I, I forget who we had on a couple of weeks ago. You you said something. Lee. I think it's really funny. He said that we have the hunters rut. And then we actually have the biological rut and those two don't necessarily coincide. And now I always think that there's a a little more activity during the rut. But do you honestly think, uh, Lee and Tiff, that it's all that it's hyped up to be? I mean, I mean, honestly, do you guys really think it is?
0: honest I mean the rut is not one of my favorite times to hunt normally we do not see our bigger deer I mean it's fun to hunt just because you're seeing a lot of deer but normally our big deer are not on their feet they already have those and you're not seeing them out in the fields and bingo and let's be honest you know like those big mature bucks it's like if you have a field full of does they're not going to be out there chasing those does most of the time but I mean of course it can happen but yeah I mean I but if you only have one week to hunt and You're going to be out there, absolutely. You would would want to take the rut, you know. But for us personally, when we get to hunt all the time down here, the rut is not predominantly my favorite time.
7: Yeah, well,
4: uh, speaking of time, I want to interject something real fast. It's a perfect segue. Got to make sure you check out the all-new season of The Crush. It is premiering uh, Sunday, January 5th on Outdoor Channel at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Once again, that is Sunday, January 5th. Uh, That is 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Got to check it out. But are you guys ready to play a little game Jimbo and I like to call Know Your Whitetail? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh Here we go. And there's a big gift, too. Uh, We will kiss you. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I I, I cannot guarantee Uh, that. Both of you on the lips. Now, now this is. (laughs) Yes, please. Or you can go. Travis gets Lee. (laughs) I will gladly take Lee. The man's got impeccable facial hair. All right. Here we go. All right. We we got we got three, three little questions for you guys. Right. okay. Question number one. Well, nourished bucks begin sprouting new racks each April. And how much can these antlers grow in a given day? Lee and Tiff, what's the answer?
0: Can
9: I pass? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, you can. Could, I use a white you, you could vote present <laughs> if you'd uh, like. Not, I really, I don't know on that. I know elk antlers grow the fastest, and they can grow like three inches a day. Oh no! But. I'm mean,
4: gonna. I'll go with a uh, half an in inch. That's right, dude. They, good thing old Tiffany passed the buck. You're one ah, step closer to yeah. a smack on the lip. Yeah, <laughs>
7: adding,
4: so <laughs> you. Oh, you're just you're just a sore loser now. Now the answer actually was. This is straight from a QDMA. It's actually half an inch per day. That's dude. That was awesome guessing. All right, question number two. When running, a deer takes a, a long stride. Basically, how far apart in a stride? Uh, does a deer abound on a full run?
9: On a full run? Yeah. yeah. Two, three? What? Three? Three. They're three feet apart. i standing still. Yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> seven. i seven. I would I say,
9: seven? I'd say they probably could be... Uh, you know they got Foxworthy back there with a, with a to, portable computer. Feet. Wow, wow. No,
4: twenty five. That's right. No, that that's. I knew I'd be a little
9: under, even on seventeen or eighteen. I was like, ah, well, it's
4: farther than that. I, I was thinking that. God, that's a bit much. But they say you know they run thirty five miles per hour. So yeah. obviously when they're running, I, I didn't even know that. That's quite a stride. But I don't know. I. I'll still go with Lee. Lee's the man. All right, last question, Lee and (laughs) Tiff. All right, you guys should know this one. On average, how many pounds of vegetation uh, will a whitetail consume in a day on average? ooh, This is why you have no corn left.
0: (laughs) I was like, wait, I just Googled how much a goose ate today. I
4: I can't believe you were studying. (laughs) Vegetation, period. Uh, yeah, vegetation, okay. period, in a day, will a whitetail consume? That question was on Jeopardy last night. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to go with 15 pounds. What do you think, Tiff?
0: 11.
9: Seven pounds. Seven pounds. Both
0: way over. Uh, well, you know. I uh,
9: don't know when I gut them. You know, you got that huge sack <laughs> full of, you know. Stuff. Of grass and corn, and and that thing is way more than seven pounds. It weighs about 20 pounds, so maybe they maybe it takes them, maybe they keep it in their stomach for several days before they get rid of it. Well, but they chew their cud.
5: Get, yeah, they, yeah, that's right.
9: Stomach full of,
4: they
5: ruminate. Of
9: yeah. Stuff, and it's about 20 pounds, so they, well.
4: Well, you know, th- this is what I always say. You can't trust the people at QDMA. <laughs> it's just a hodgepodge <laughs> thing,
9: thing that's, that's, that's put, put together. Where are you getting your facts
4: <laughs>
0: Maybe you can uh, ask them a question. Lee, you got a trivia question for them?
9: Um... I wish I did. let me think of one.
4: Now, actually, while Lee's thinking of something, uh, where can we find you guys online? We want to hook up with you on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Where do well, we have to go I to do that? On
0: Twitter, like all the time. Too. Who are the you? The Crush Twitter. Nice. And then our Facebook is just you know our Crush Facebook page, and then um, the Crush TV is our website.
9: Now, we th- got, this this is something that you'll love. We got a, a new our new website coming up. Oh, uh-huh, do you really? Um, that we're we'll gonna be rela that we're we'll be launching it. And we have and we to guess the a live address. Camera on there to one like one of our feeders at uh, one of our houses. And, you know, so it's one of our farms that's got a lot of big deer on it. So you can any time of the day, you can go pop in, in there and see what, uh, you know, what deer are in there. And, you know, that's a farm that we've had, you know, 190 and 200 inch deer on before. So hopefully... Dang.
0: Did you come up with a trivia question, Lee? No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're just, be nice to Lee. Well, come when on. We, okay,
0: wait, I got a good question, you Okay. All right, here's my trivia question. Oh, no. The <laughs> average tail length of a white tail.
4: Oh, hold on. Let me think about this. Actually, I was talking to Larry Why soon a couple days ago. Doggone it. I was going to say 10 and a half. I, don't know I was, was going to say.
0: We got, is that Travis? 10 and a half. It might
9: be more than
4: that. Yeah, 10 and a half.
9: It's
4: 10.6. Oh. oh. That's Call him a, a liar
5: a a a for a, point a point 0.6. Point
4: 0.1. It. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm so That's close yeah. to Lee. All right. Now, now, Lee, you have to kiss Trav. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and please, everyone, take pictures. Okay. <laughs> I, so we're actually. How co-
0: we get guys? Happy Barry kisses Visa, baby.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're That's actually coming up on an ad break, guys. So if we want to find out more about The Crush, and uh, once again, we, we want to tell everybody that uh, your new season's coming out Sunday, January 5th, uh, 9 30 p.m. Eastern Time that is on Outdoor Channel. Uh, we got to make the sure everyone... best network in the world. Yeah, tune in, watch this fabulous show. But if we want to find you guys online, hook up with you. Also, uh, check out your new website that's going to be coming out soon. Uh, where do we have to do go to do that? That's
9: thecrest.tv is the website. And Tiffany is in charge of it. He's on the Twitter and Facebook every day. I
0: don't the have time. The Twitter, um, and then you just, you know, the crush Twitter is all it is actually. And then our Facebook pages is just the crush TV.
4: You bet. Yeah, I, I can't see Lee owning an iPhone. I just can't. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. He's got an iPhone. No. Oh, oh, you're breaking my heart now. Really? Yeah, well, how do you think he's got all of his
0: map apps and all of his weather apps and all
4: of that type of stuff? That Uh is uh true. I forgot about that. Hey, we've been talking with Lee and Tiffany Lukoski. And, of course, we all have a crush on him. I have a crush on Lee. Once again, you can check out this beautiful man and his gorgeous wife, January 5th. Uh, 9.30 p.m. Beautiful, eat. man. I think he's a beautiful Love man a horse with, I'd buy with him. a great personality. <laughs> Outdoor oh, Channel. How
7: much did you pay these
4: guys? <laughs> this is great. Now, Outdoor Channel, 9.30 p.m. Uh, that's Easter time, January 5th. Got to check them out. Wonderful people. Uh, but, hey, we're brought to you by uh, Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Uh, Mr. Lee, Miss Tiff, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you
0: guys, we appreciate it. it. Merry Christmas.
4: Check out
2: all things Jim and Trav at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com.
0: High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com.
2: For over 20 years, High Mountain Seasonings has been filling the outdoorsman's need for easy-to-use, economical, and fun kits to make your own jerky, snacking sticks, sausage, and smoked fish. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near You or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We want to give a
5: special thanks to all of our 408 affiliate stations, your advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer, Mark Canary, Frank the Sound Guy, Michael Shea, Doug Hollett, Jay Langston,
4: Brad Carter, and Lee and Tiffany Likoski. That's right. Merry Christmas, boys and girls. Make sure you get outside. Spend some time with some kiddos. Have fun. Uh, Just enjoy uh, your company, unless it's your mother and father-in-law. You can never enjoy your mother and father-in-law. Anyways, uh, stick around. Your local news weather. It is coming up next once again. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Jimbo and I love you. We'll talk to you next week.
7: Peace.